Everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the Law of Attraction, Manifesting Success Stories show comes in. If you are ready to have more money, create more freedom, and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello, and welcome to this episode. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and I am back with Dave Worth. Only this week, I'm turning the reins over to him, and he is going to interview me. So take it over, Dave. <laughs> thanks, Cassie. <laughs> and thanks for being willing to, to answer some of these questions. I've been curious about them. Um, I want to get started with um, with a simple question. Like, what is it about coaching others and teaching people LOA that you love the most? I loved this question and I actually um, broke it up into law of attraction and money and I have three for each. So I feel like we'll have a lot to dive into here. Mm. Um, what I love coaching most about the law of attraction is um, number one is helping people clean up their thinking about how the law of attraction works. Mm. You know, most of my clients they come with, and you've been alluded to this in the past couple of weeks that we've been talking, like doing, you know, three hours of law of attraction work or eight hours of law of attraction work. You mm. know, most, most clients come with this encyclopedia of shoulds, have tos, and things that they think they're doing wrong about the law of attraction. And I love helping them let go of these heavy books of stuff that they're carrying around and helping them really start playing with the law of attraction and enjoying the process more. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's number one. Uh, number two ties into number one. And I really love when it comes to the law of attraction, guiding people to their own answers. So often when I see people come in early on in the program, they, there's these answers that they think they should have. They like sort of program themselves based on this consumption of knowledge and trying to make it work that, that there's a should answer. And the best answer in the law of attraction is your own answer. That's the most powerful answer. It's the only thing that can create alignment. And so there's no right answers. Sometimes I guide on maybe because I can hear the energy of the answer has, you know, a a residual from something else that they learned. Mm-hmm. Um, but really the only answers are the ones that come from you and are most aligned with your desire. So I love helping people be real with that because I think they come with a clouded version of what they think they have to say or do mm-hmm. to make it work instead of really being there for themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I really love opening, pe- watching people open to more you know, more opportunity, more possibility, more happiness, more of everything. So that's the top three things I love about coaching the law of attraction. That's so awesome. Like when somebody starts your, your, okay. I have to first off say that like the way that you, you structure your pay after you manifest program. Awesome. (laughs) So cool. I looked at that. I was like, I'm in. Right? I'm in, let's do this. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, when somebody does like start that program mm-hmm. and what, like, so let's say they get through like the, uh, the pre-work for, mm-hmm. for pay after you manifest and that, that person, you know, ends up joining the enchanted circle. What are some common things that you have noticed that you work with, you know, that you coach this person on um, as they join the enchanted circle for the very first time? 
Yeah. I think the most common thing is really to start catching the stories that they're telling. Hmm. Um, because so often what happens in people's brains, they get caught in the want. I want this. So I must be saying that I want it and I'm using the law of attraction to get what I want, but they don't realize that so often they're telling stories that are in opposition to what they want and they're doing it over and over again and they're doing it without realizing it. Mm. You know, a lot of people talk like a lot of people um, don't actually understand like what the word story means. Like Mm -hmm. what, what do you, when you, when you say the word story, would you be willing to define that a little bit more? Yeah. Um, it's, I would say it's the words around um, like the meat, like sort of the bottom line, right? So it's, there's what we want and there's how we tell the story. It can, and a story can look like an explanation. Mm-hmm. It can look like justification. It can look like, um, going into why it won't work, which goes into explanation. Really, it's an explanation Mm -hmm. or it's justification. It's extra information Mm -hmm. um, that often isn't connected to what we want. So there's like the meat of what we want, which is really, if we got down to it, it's probably three to five words. (laughs) (laughs) When we're making that into a 500 word story, if that 500 word story is all about how I can have it and how it's awesome and all of that. That's great. But so often it's not when people come to the work here, they come to the work and it's like, well, I really, I really wanted to go to the farmer's market on Saturday, but then, um, I didn't. And then I ran into this dog and he was so cute, but I, but his owner was kind of mean. And then I did this and then I did this. And when Mm -hmm. you get to what is the, what is it that you want? Right. That's all story. Um, and when you ask someone what they want, it's like, oh, I wanted three apples. <laughs> <laughs> many a times, many, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you're um, perfect. At many a times, like I was launching into story and you're like, what do you want? Yeah. What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> and it, it's so interesting too, because when you had interrupted um, when you interrupt anybody and, and say like, what do you really want? It's almost like it's, it, there's like this moment of like, oh, you mean I don't have to think about this? Like I can just say what I really want? Yes. Right. Cause we've been trained, I think both in outside world, but also I think in a lot of law of attraction material, it's like, explain it, explain why it can't explain why it can explain why you want it explain. And you're right. It's such a gift to your brain to be like, Oh, I can just say what I want. Three apples. I want three Mm -hmm. apples. Right. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, money for a new synthesizer. Like that's Mm -hmm. all I have to say. I don't have to justify why I want it. You know, um, it's, and that's something I work on with my, with my son a lot is it's mm. like when he goes into a story about whatever snap, I'm like, just tell me what you want. Like, <laughs> you don't have to explain it. You don't have to explain it. Like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you, do you find that, um, that, okay. Of course, like, you know, stories are like the thing that people probably need the most coaching on like Mm -hmm. when they first start. Um, Do you feel like the stories are the things that 
like unearthing stories that are not helpful? Do you think that's a very common thing that people get stuck on on their LOA journey? Like looking for the stories that aren't helpful? I know, excuse me. Like if um like if somebody gets stuck mm-hmm. on something, do you feel like it's a buried story that could that just needs to see the light of day? Do you feel like there's something different that's going on that just needs to be shaken out and aired a little bit? I mean, I guess what I'm really getting at here is like what, you know, what are the most common things that people get stuck on if they're just doing LOA alone, I guess? Yeah. Um, So I think number one is the stories. Like they get stuck. They they want with one hand, right? Mm -hmm. But they are on one side. They want all of this stuff, but they get stuck in the story of, not happy, you know, it not happening. And going back to what we we're just talking about, when I stop someone, I'm like, what do you want? Very often, sometimes it's immediate and they're like, oh, this is what I want. That's all I have to tell you. But very often, I would say that's 50% of the time. And the other 50% of the time, the person hasn't even thought about what they want because they're so caught in story of of the justification or trying to figure it out that sometimes they haven't even taken the full oh, what do I want? Right. Um, so go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, do you feel like once somebody knows what they want, the story goes away? A lot of times, but sometimes there's still a process of, then I have to, depending on where they are sort of on their self-worth journey, because, um, then it's, oh, am I worth what I want? Sometimes we encapsulate what I want in all that story and explanation to justify your worthiness. So then when I say, what do you want? And it's just what you want. Sometimes that story goes away, but sometimes then more story kicks in about being, you know, having to justify it. Right. And we talk and teach at different points about wanting what you want because you want it. It's almost like you're, you're, you're teaching people to own what they want. Yes. Yes, for sure. Mm. That is a huge part of it. I, I remember I remember clearly when that happened, when you were coaching me that way. It was pretty epic. I was like, oh, you mean it's just okay to be completely open about wanting an entire like room full of synthesizers? Okay, <laughs> cool. I'm in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so in this point, at the, yeah. excuse me, at this point in your journey, LOA. Yeah. Can you tell that you're going to up level before it even happens? I can't like, I, you know, I thought about your, I saw your question a couple weeks ago. I thought about it and I wish that I could, like, I wish, you know, there were like traffic signs that were like, Oh, like bumpy road ahead, you know, <laughs> dirt road coming, you know, you might be off-roading. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, I don't see that. And I think that that's pretty common. Um, I recognize it quicker when I'm in the middle of it. That's what's changed. Right. Um, I see it. I know what's happening, but I don't, I don't know when it's about to happen. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, I think that's common. And I would say maybe that's the way I think some things are unique to people's journey and some things are not. And I think for the most part, because if you're being 
super present that most people don't see the up level coming because we're, you know, it's almost like you get to that point. Um, and like, you can't, it's the best way that's coming for me to describe it is if instead of going up the roller coaster where you had all that preparation and you knew the top was coming, if you climb the stairs and you went straight across and then the drop happened, you know, you're just sort of going, going, going straight. And then all of a sudden there's this up level. There's this, because you're, you're the way that we grow for the most part is small and incremental. And I mean that in a very good way, because we're very committed to the slow, fast way. And so when you do small and incremental, then it's like, when you get to the top, it's like, Ooh, shoot to the top. You know, there's a bigger up level that comes with that. And so I don't see it. I wish I could. That would maybe make life a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know I'm not alone in this. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that means you don't really get ready for it necessarily. You'll probably expect it because, as you said, you're more conscious and present, um, but you don't really necessarily prepare for it. Yeah. And there's no, I think there's no way to prepare. And if we're preparing, what we're preparing for is the shakeup almost that comes with a big up level. Mm -hmm. And, and so then we're, we almost go into that space naturally, very naturally. This is what we do, right? Our bodies are built first and foremost to fight flight freeze to keep us alive and preparing for that shakeup almost puts us in that space of getting too ready instead of being in that calm space and just handling it when it comes up in that moment mm. or multiple moments in a row. <laughs> it sounds as if like you would suggest to somebody who is poised for an up level, just feel your feelings and be Absolutely. present. Mm. Yeah. Be and, and which is one of the reasons why, I mean, there's so many real reasons to build space into your life, mm -hmm. but that is one of the biggest is so that when that up level, when there's this emotions that have to break through to open up that space, you're not jam packed. And if somebody isn't up leveling in their life, one of the things that probably isn't there is the space to experience an up level. Holy crap, really? Yeah, because you're, you're not going to create anything you can't handle, right? You're not. And if so, if there's not room, for, like your body's not going to let you go there. Um, and so if, you know, you're, you want to create an up level, you want to create an up level, but your life is packed every minute. There isn't room for a shift. There isn't room for a breakdown. No breakdown can happen unless it's a, you know, it's a different type of breakdown where it's too much on top of you and that type of a breakdown. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody is going through that time where they know that they're up leveling, they may or may not be working with you. They may know that they're like, oh, okay, I'm growing here. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other like sage words of advice for this person? Take really good care of yourself. Like, give mm -hmm. yourself the space to feel your feelings, to just sit there and do nothing if that's mm. what you want, right? Or mm. go for a walk, but it can also be just sitting there doing nothing. Um, 
you know, feel your feelings, take good care of yourself. The same as you might, if you were sick, mm-hmm. right? It's not being sick, but it's the same rest, plenty of fluids, you know, mm-hmm. nourish your body because you are growing and changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so, so interesting too, because I think um, um, maybe uh, there are a number of people, I'm actually, I'm just going to say this out loud. There are a number of people that I know who think that once they got to a certain age, they just stopped growing. And I don't buy that personally. Yeah. I, it must it must feel very uncomfortable for a person like that to to be going through something like this or to be having that moment where they they need to grow and they're kind of fighting it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure that somebody who thinks they're done growing would end up in this situation because if you think you're done growing and there are like, you've probably, everybody listening has probably met someone in their life where they're sort of, you know, there's that person who's stuck in their twenties or that person who acts like they're 12 or that person who, you know, those people, unless inspired generally don't if you think you're done growing, you don't grow. And that means physically, emotionally, or mentally, or spiritually, mm-hmm. right? And so they're mm-hmm. probably not hitting that space. And if they are, they're probably very much resisting it. And it doesn't look like growth. It looks like throwing a temper tantrum, being angry, shoving people out of your life, um, you know, because they if they don't think they can grow or they've created this story about how I don't grow, the only way to stay there is when those opportunities for growth come is to reject them. And whether that's a person or that's a job or it's whatever it is, um, mm. they very often, I think it looks different. Yeah. Have you ever coached somebody on how to have like very, a lot of compassion for somebody who just is stuck? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of specifically. Um, Perhaps better yet, a better question would be like, what would you say to somebody who's like complaining that their friend is never quote unquote growing? Um, to ask yourself why you need them to grow. Mm. Like, why do I need this for our friendship? And Mm. sometimes there's, there's different reasons, right? And if we're honest, you know, sometimes it's because we're afraid to outgrow the friendship. And if we could just Mm. get this person to come along with us, if we could Mm. just get them to do these things. Mm. Um, And so a lot of times that comes from fear. Mm. Um, You know, when you ask yourself the question, you might get, you know, and sometimes it's out of, well, I want them to be better. I want them to have the experiences of my life. And then that's the point where you have to look at yourself and say like, I get to let them be them and have their own journey and their own experiences. Um, which those are probably the top two reasons why we want other people to grow, right? It's because we're afraid to lose them or, mm-hmm. or we care about them and we want mm-hmm. them to have that joy. And if we can return to, it's not our, like, do I still enjoy the relationship, right? Can I be present and not worry about outgrowing it? Cause that's putting ourselves in the future and, creating versus just being present. Like, can I show up with this person 
and be present. And sometimes you have to navigate the time. Like how good does it feel Mm -hmm. to be with someone who's not great? Like maybe I can show up and I can have that hour of connection that feels really good, but I need to exit at an hour or two hours Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that I'm taking care of me instead of trying to change someone else. Hmm. Do you have room for one more question? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> for for us um, underclassmen here. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Who often wonder at like the uh, at Cassie and, and wonder about her. Was trust something that you always had about this this process of LOA? Was it, or was it something that you just needed to learn and step into? Oh, it's for sure something I had to learn and step into. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't trust, and I think in a lot of ways, like well, like everybody, I didn't know how to trust. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew how to push. I had mm-hmm. always been told like pushing, working hard you know, like, like going back to our first interview and sort of that five minutes of practice, you know, I was always taught and I had experience that backed me up that you had to work really hard to get what you wanted. Hmm. And so trusting was not an easy thing. It took me a long time to learn that. And I was, Hmm. um, you know, you had given me this question. So I was trying to think of, um, you know, when did I really learn to do that? And, um, it, it came over time. It came with trusting. I think the first place I probably trusted and it was trusting myself first, right. Versus trusting Mm -hmm. that outside things work out was Mm -hmm. when I bought my Jeep, you know, everyone else's Everyone else's were like, ah, oh, it's a terrible car. Like, whatever, it's a terrible car. Like, I do want a two door. There's no automatic locks. Like, all of these things, and just trusting that that's what I wanted, and making that investment um, for me, and then getting to experience the joy of that investment and the return on my own choice is probably where I started building that trust. And it took, I think it took years (laughs) (laughs) to really, to build it. I mean, the advantage you guys have is a program and a coach. So it it took me two to three times what it takes you guys to learn it. Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) I can't speak for everybody, but I can speak for myself. Thank you. For, <laughs> for 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 putting together the program in the first place and and figuring out how to communicate these ideas it truly means a lot to me and i'm sure it means a lot to many, many if not all of all the other people in the enchanted circle right now yeah you are very welcome hmm. yeah awesome anything else come up that you want to burning questions if not that's okay just like to give you that space Gosh, no, I, I can't think of anything. So <laughs> I love it. Well, this is so much fun. <laughs> it was. Um, Thank you so much yeah. for, for answering my questions and everything. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for being here, sharing your story, and taking the time to interview me today. And yeah, thank you all for listening. Uh, come back next week and check out someone else's awesome manifesting success story. Thank you for joining us on the Law of Attraction, Manifesting Success Stories show. 
To learn how to identify your current money story, go to identifyyourmoneystory.com.